You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back. I love it when you play Oh Sweet Child of Mine. That just gets me pumped up. Yeah, so. I, I cranked that one the other night at the football game. I had <laughs> that one playing up. on the Friday Night Football. Well, we are privileged to have Miss Stephanie Bell on the um, line. She is the host of Wake Up Mid-Missouri, one of our sister stations, The Eagle. And um, so um, we're kind of, it's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to talking with you, Miss Stephanie. I understand that you were in the room where it happened at the debate the other night. Tell us about that experience. I was. It was awesome. You know, kind of a bucket list item. So when I got the invite, I had to make it work. Um, just so much energy in the room. A lot of young people. Um, just an exciting night to be on the ground and watch it all uh, live. That's pretty cool. I mean, like, you know, that you, I always tell these guys around the station here. Now, I've only been here for three weeks. My, this is Alex, by the way, and my, my partner, Chris. Yeah, hello. But um, I tell these people, I'm kind of a big deal in my own mind, but you really, <laughs> truly are a big deal. You, you got an invitation to be in the – how did that happen? How would you get the invitation? I don't know that I'm a really big deal, but I am a part of an organization called the Republican National Lawyers Association, and they were having a conference later in the week, and obviously a lot of them – um, we're in attendance for the conference, um, and several of our members also have uh, involvement with the RNC. Um, it's an organization that really focuses on election integrity, and every election day, um, behind the scenes, you'll see hundreds, if not thousands, of lawyers, as well as lay people, volunteering to ensure the integrity of our elections, answer questions for voters, observe the election process. That's something the organization's been doing for years, um, and... Even before everyone else got really excited about election integrity. Um, but it happens right here in Missouri. We have tons of really dedicated lawyers who um, sit in basically phone banks on election day um, yeah. and sit in polling places and observe um, and, and volunteer and really important work, really uh really great organization and they had they have an annual election law conference which they held in Milwaukee this last week as well. Pretty cool. Hey Stephanie, being in the crowd at the debate and you know, we were as a matter of fact, our own news director, Don Luzader, said he doesn't think that crowds need to be there. He was like, I think this just needs to be the candidates and a moderator. What, what are your feelings and what was the overall, if you were going to gauge the crowd's response to the candidates uh, being there in, in, the, in the arena, what, who would you say had the biggest uh, response? Was it the candidates on the stage or whenever they mentioned Trump? Well, with respect to Don's comment, I have to respectfully disagree. I, it's for those of us <laughs> we all did. Nerves, <laughs> we, we all did. Yeah, they all, they all shot me down, Stephanie. No big deal. It, it's like our Super Bowl. So I, I mean, it was so fun to cheer and boo. You know, I don't think Brett Bear was talking to me specifically when he turned around and told people to keep it down. Um, but I definitely participated That's in the awesome. cheering and booing. And I think <laughs> it was exciting. I will say being in the room, it was at some time difficult to hear the candidates mm. um, you know over some of the cheering and booing and so I actually had to go back later and watch some of the responses because I didn't quite get um, get it clearly the first time I would say the audience you know with respect to who was getting kind of the most uh, most cheers and boos um, obviously we heard Chris Kissy get booed right at the beginning but you know I really think the audience was pro Haley pro DeSantis pro Vivek Ramaswamy it was clear they had lots of support in the audience mm -hmm. I think um, you know I actually thought there would be more uh, pro-Trump folks, 
um, in the audience. I did see up close. Um, I saw Carrie Lake come in. I know Don Jr. was there. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there were Trump folks in the audience. And I think you kind of heard cheering when they talked about the administration and his work yeah. and, the, and the Trump administration, particularly on the economy. Um, there was less cheering um, when you started talking about election interference. Hmm. So let me ask you this. So, you know, we saw the debate. We analyzed that all last week and, and you know, don't necessarily need to go into that again. But after the debate, we're a few days out. You've seen the candidates making their rounds on the talk shows. Who do you think, um, which candidate do you think their stock rose the most from after the debate? I think, I think Vivek, you have to say that he, I mean, you either loved him or hated him. But either way, you know, the earned media he's received after the um, after the mm-hmm. debate, I think, is undeniable. And so people know who he is. You know, he put up, I think, some pretty good fundraising numbers. And, you know, and he's drawing a lot of arrows, right? And, and even though, you know, uh, even though not all of the press is positive, I think certainly um, he got a huge bump out of the debate. I also, I really like Nikki Haley. Um, I, when I was at CPAC, I was so excited to go hear her speak. Um, she had just announced, I went and saw her speech and I was honestly underwhelmed. Um, and so I was hoping she would have a good night. And I think she came off as really sincere, um, as, and as a really strong candidate, I think she, um, overperformed what I thought she was going to do. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah. She is making some news, and I think that uh, she, I think her stock did rise too a little bit. And I could see her, she's still supporting the Trump campaign as well. She's being very careful there, which is smart because if Trump does make it through these indictments, I could see her being a possible vice president candidate. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, and I think, you know, as a, as the only woman on the stage, I think she held her own. I think she mm-hmm. was informed again, whereas some of the other candidates looked um, inauthentic or too rehearsed. I think you could really, when she, when she talked about her husband, when she talked about her family, you could see the sincerity in her face. And I think also when women um, really get into spats, especially with men, they can kind of be characterized, you know, as nasty or, or whatever. And I think she, she really held her own in a way that was respectful and, and, um, and stayed on the issues. Yeah. And I think, I think she really, uh, I mean, I think she did great. Yeah. Let me, let me switch gears here. We're on with um, Stephanie Bell. She's the host of Wake Up Men, Missouri, one of our sister stations, the Eagle. But let me switch gears a little bit. Let's go to the Biden crime family syndicate. I got to ask you straightforward, Stephanie. Is there going to be an impeachment? What, what are we going to see that with that? I mean, I hope so. I tease my the host of Wake Up Mid Missouri because he constantly says the walls are closing in on the Hunter Biden. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. don't hold your breath. Do we really? I mean, it seems like the evidence is piling up, and we're just still waiting for something to happen. It seems like if it was any other, I mean, we all know if it was anyone else, um, you know, we would have been there. Would have been charges and, and all sorts of things already. There would have been no sweet plea deal offered. Absolutely. Um, and so I think McCarthy said on Fox this weekend, you know, the next natural step step is an impeachment inquiry. But you had to you have to look at the context, and it sounds like he's saying that to get the stopgap funding measure that he wants some of the conservatives to join on to. And so I don't yeah. know if that has more to do with Hunter Biden or or more to do with the spending uh, bill that he wants to get passed. Cause he basically said, Hey, if we can get this stopgap spending measure in place, then we can continue our inquiry of Hunter Biden. So I am not holding my breath. Um, I, I just, it, I feel like if something was going to be done, it, it sh- I think it should have already been done by now. And I think, um, I think we live right now, unfortunately, in, in 
two different worlds of justice systems, one for the Bidens and the Clintons and one for the rest of us. And I think, you know, our best defense is to elect different leaders. And some people might even call it a police state at this point because of what we're seeing. Right. You know, it's really sad, though. It is. it, It does seem like the Democrats are more aligned with each other when they come to these crazy impeachments and just persecuting Republicans. But it seems like you always have those holdout Republicans that are like, well, I don't know if I want to go along with that. And it, it seems like they have their, they're, they're more in unity than we are when it comes to this stuff. I mean, is that just me or do you feel that way as well? No, I think, I think you're right. And I think historically I would say the same thing. I think Republicans are starting to, I think, learn that, you know, being unified on some of these issues um, can really be helpful. And so I would have said the same thing, you know, not in cancel culture, but in, you know, voting with your dollar. And in the past, Democrats have done a really good job of unifying and, and punishing corporations or other people when they don't like, you know, what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. And Republicans have historically been really not so great at that. Um, but then you see uh, what happened to Bud Light and Republicans are realizing, you know what? Hey, we can come together on this and stand up True. and vote with our dollar. Um, and, and that's something we haven't. The Bud Light thing is something we haven't seen. We've seen it from liberals for a long time. We have not seen that from conservatives yeah. um, before that. And so I'm wondering if some of that will translate into other areas. And hopefully we can get some get some unity on some other things, too. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Cass is playing the music. Playing but, the I, I do, music. but this is the deal. Just real quick, and you know what that means when the walk-off music comes up. Today's the 60th anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. What has that um, speech meant to our country? Just real briefly. I mean, it means everything, and I think it means a commitment to equality for all. And I think if we look at what happened in Jacksonville, I think DeSantis is in the right place today and denouncing that uh individual as a scumbag and it means we all have to be there standing together against hatred like that yeah thank you stephanie thank you so much have to have you on sometime again we, we'd love to talk to you more about some state issues when the when our uh missouri state or gets back in session kind of get some Absolutely. updates on that stuff too will that will that work sometime i would love to do that awesome thank well, you, you. Have, have a good day and have a good show Dr. Stephanie Bell from Mid-Missouri, um, our sister station's up in Mid-Missouri, the Eagle, and she's on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and good insight there. And and yeah, Don, see, everybody wanted to be in the crowd, except for you. I want the crowd. That's fine. Uh, coming up, did you hear the story about the Little League World Series, plus more immigration right here on Wake Up Springfield?